Hey guys, welcome back to the Barktails Unplugged podcast. I'm Miley. And I'm Paxton. Welcome. Welcome everybody. Um, <laughs> we just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who has been so supportive. Everyone who has listened, left a review, yeah. screenshotted the episode, shared it to your story. Like, why wouldn't you do that? That yeah. really why helps not? us. So. Why not? You just screenshot the part where you liked, send it to a friend, and tag us. We'll repost it. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> okay, wait. I will. I do want to say there have been a couple people who oh, yeah. have posted that to their story, and I'll see it because Paxton will repost it. Like, it won't give me a notification, oh, yeah. and so I can't repost it because it's not showing on my end. So it's been actually really weird with that, but... Yeah. For the most part, I do see them all because Paxton's able to share them and then I'm able to share. That's weird that, that you're not up. able to see them, but I am and I'm not very good at all that stuff. Well, and I check like my message requests too. It's like nowhere and they have my name spelled right I and everything. I see on the story mentions, but I will say Instagram every day that I look at it, the heart thing is in a different place. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. So I don't really know where I'm looking. I just like, oh, somebody posted it. I'll just redo it. So anyways... We love hearing from you guys. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we love to see what parts resonate with you guys. And it also helps us create more content because we know we are looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So today's episode. Yeah. So <laughs> today, sorry, I up? forgot that. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, datings that we had while we were. Dating. Wow. I just clicked. Boundaries that we that had wrong. while. We were dating. I'm yeah. like mush. My brain is mush right now. And we started dating when we were 16. Oh, yeah. Or 17. And when we started dating, we didn't have boundaries. So if I could go back oh, yeah, and yeah. change <laughs> one thing, it would be to start off our relationship <laughs> with boundaries. We did have standards that we didn't want to cross, but... Um, yeah, specific like boundaries we, knew we didn't. what we didn't want to do. <laughs> But we didn't have boundaries to keep us from going there. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. So, you know, both of us are Christian and we both believe that um, between two people, a commitment, a covenant being marriage is, uh, is where healthy sexual intercourse can happen. Any kind of sexual things. Um, because we believe that, you know, we're not marrying the sex. We're not marrying the person that... I would not say personality. We're not marrying the um, the way this person can please us. We're marrying the person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I married you, not because of, you know, let me move in. Let me have sex with you. Let me see if you're what I like, if you're my type in that sort of way. You know, like yeah. materialistic sort of things in that way. Um, we did believe that the commitment was important first. Because before becoming that intimate with somebody, becoming that close and bonded to somebody, we believe other things should come first. You know what I mean? And not only do we believe that for the relationship, but also biblically, uh, we believed that we should wait for marriage. Were you, well, and it kind of reminds me of the phrase that a lot of people will kind of throw around like a car, you got to test drive it before you yeah. buy it. So, like what you're saying, what I think you're saying is for us, it doesn't, we don't need to know what the sex life is going to be like yes. before we get married because we're marrying the person. We're not getting married for sex. That just is part of it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You Thanks figure it out together. Today. Yeah. Um, sex is a journey. And for those of you who don't know it, it is not an instant movie like experience where it's perfect. Um, so, it's way better <laughs> in our end to just commit to each other, the person that you love before getting that intimate with somebody. And like I said, we got plenty of um, beliefs that can go along with that. But like on a personal, like human level, um, that just makes a lot of sense to us. So um, today we're going to be talking about boundaries that helped us not engage in anything sexual before marriage because we did struggle with it, obviously. Yeah. We were human. And yeah, we'll get into like detailed boundaries that worked for us. Yeah. And I feel like something that's not helpful that I've noticed, um, some people, and there's even people that we really actually love keeping up with on Instagram. I'm not going to name names. They're famous basically. Um, but oh, I just, yeah. I'll never forget. Okay. They kept saying, um, that they waited for marriage, waited to have sex until marriage, but they never talked about like 
it was hard. You know, they just kind of talked about it like it was super easy. Yeah, smiles. Yeah, like all (laughs) smiles. Like, of course I love him. I'm going to do this for him. And so, and you know what? I'm not saying that can't be your experience. Who am I to say that? But I feel like on a wider scale, it's very difficult to make this happen, especially in today's society, um, because it doesn't come natural to us to abstain from that. Would you agree? Like our yeah. fleshly well, desires I mean, want that. Well, I mean, not even just like you want to have, like I wanted to have sex with you. It just, I wanted well, the thing. to. That's yeah. not bad <laughs> Yeah, to want to have sex with somebody. That is natural. Yeah. So. And I do want to say, these are just our personal boundaries. We're not saying that these are like, these need to be boundaries across the board. Yeah. Um, I do feel like people are probably, I mean, who knows, maybe not. Um, but I feel like they might hear this and think we're crazy or how could you ever do that? Sure, yeah. Um, but we knew that we wanted to do all that we could to protect that part of us at all costs. Um, yeah. Even though we still struggled. Yeah. Um, man, that is so loaded. I might as well talk a little bit about it. I I um, did not wait until marriage before my actually even before Miley. Um, I engaged in it and I had sex before. Um, and the it, just the soul ties that I had to that person years down the road, the unhealthy bond, like it was so bad. And of course, I was young and all this, but hey, that's the time that we were in. We were young. And so, you know, me reaping the benefits of that, even while we were dating, I was like, man, we, we've got to abstain from this. Like if we want a healthy relationship, especially being 17, 18 years old, like we need to commit to each other before we do that. And I wanted to, I was like, there's no way I can be in that sort of relationship again. Like I need to commit to you. And if you're the one, then why not delay that a little bit, you know, Yeah. to really make sure like I'm going to marry you. I'm going to commit to you and then I'm going to open up my heart to the deepest level, you know, intimately in that way. Um, I mean, it is a Christian belief, but the more that the longer we're married, the more I realize like, man, this is like, like the boundaries we had when we were dating can reflect in the ones that we have now. Um, not necessarily between each other, but in our personal lives, uh, beyond each other. Like, I don't ever want to be in an office alone at work with a woman door closed. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Um, we'll get into some of our boundaries later, but that was kind of one of them. We didn't want to be alone in a dark room, whatever, you know, yeah. like I never want that to be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there's still boundaries back then that will reflect now, um, in the way that we treat people and each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more than just like, Oh, we don't want to have sex with each other before marriage. So let's have this boundary. It's a legalistic rule kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like it was heart things that we still do now. Yeah. And I do want to add, sometimes I feel like the word boundaries has negative connotations along with it. Yeah. Um, but boundaries, and I feel like this takes like a mature person to realize that boundaries are so good. Yeah. They're so healthy. And to have a boundary means that you have something really precious that's worth protecting. And I mean, boundaries can be not just related to sexual things, but like across the board, like this past year, we realized boundaries we needed to have in our marriage, um, in friendship, you know, so boundaries are good. It means that you have something that you want to protect, that you want to do really well. Um, and so these are just kind of some parameters to help you stay on the right track. Yeah. Like a guideline. Yeah. Like, Hey, if you don't want to go down this road, maybe stop at this point. (laughs) Right. You know, and here's a warning sign that you shouldn't keep going. You know what I mean? And kind of going off of that, I do want to give this analogy that I feel like will kind of help, help you think about boundaries. Um, also in a positive light, it was told to us this way when we were dating by some mentors, but I'm going to relate it to, um, you know, saving yourself for marriage. So for us, let's say you have this line and the line represents sin. Um, we wanted our boundaries and our standards to be above the line of sin. So that way, if we ever crossed our boundaries, we knew we were still way above the actual line of sin. Um, So if your standard is just to not have sex, which is fine, you know, that's a, obviously we'd say that's a good standard still. Um, But let's say you ever dip below your standard, 
you've already had sex. You know, you're already into that rocky water. Mm -hmm. So for us, these boundaries helped keep us even farther away from the act that we desperately did not want to take part in before the right time. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just feel like it gives a practical, like, kind of a visual, too, of what boundaries can be. Yeah. And boundaries, like we said, aren't rules because some of the boundaries we set, we crossed. Right. You know? And thank God that we had those because they let us out of that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because at that point, if we crossed our boundaries, we had already previously established, hey, this is a red flag. This is like, we don't want to do this. So if we had crossed it, it like triggered on our minds like, whoa, okay, we need to slow down. So it helped us keep our goals for our relationship. Yeah, it's true. I feel like I had... I wrote down some notes. Just <laughs> you see. did. Yeah, go ahead. And I open just them up. want to make sure I'm not missing No, we anything. usually have the phone open, which is somewhere missing. Um, I just want to reiterate that these are not like legalistic where this episode is not to condemn anybody. It's not our job yeah. to judge. We fully believe that it's the Holy Spirit um, who convicts. So I did want to say that. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are a few standards that are, you know, like if you do this, you sin, you know, biblically to us. Um, but like, you know, whatever our boundaries are not making out, whatever we're going to talk about in just a second, um, they could be totally different. You could be totally fine doing that. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, and we have friends who have different boundaries than us and they're Christians yeah. and they're still thriving. Yeah, pure. yeah exactly. So. I did want to add, um, that it's not a, you know, the boundaries that we're going to talk about are going to deal with what tempted us personally, it's going to be very personal yeah, to our relationship. To um, so again, I just really want to reiterate that it's going to be different um, for every, every couple. Yeah. But also it's not a sin to be tempted. Um, I feel like people might not even know this, but like, I didn't know it for a while. Yeah. Kinda. And I didn't either. And sometimes I still forget that, um, that it's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin Like what you do with that temptation is where you can sin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the Bible talks about how when Jesus was in the desert, he was tempted, but he, he didn't sin. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to reiterate that the devil tempts you, um, but there's always a way out of that temptation. That's biblical. Yeah. That's biblical. I like that. That's, and that's biblical. A, and that's going to be my new version of, and that's on period. I was going to say biblical. that's biblical. <laughs> yeah. I like that for sure. Um, We're not perfect people, guys. <laughs> we struggled. And so I just feel like it's, it's good to have an honest conversation about like we're Christians uh, and yes, we wanted to have sex while we were dating, but our goal was not that. And so in order to... <laughs> What? Why are you laughing? No, I'm not. Keep going. Okay. In order for us to be pure on our wedding night, um, we had parameters. Yes. Because our fleshly desires would say otherwise. Yes. So let's talk about some of them. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the thick of it. Into the thick of it? Go ahead. Oh, me first. Sure. Okay. Um, Well, the first one that comes to mind is... We, for the most part, we didn't go in each other's bedrooms, but we, even to another level, we especially did not go into each other's bedrooms alone. Yeah. So, I mean, because I feel like there was never really a time where I'm like, hey, sister, you want to come into the bedroom with me so Paxson can come? And like, we weren't (laughs) weird about it. Like if I wanted to show him a picture that was hanging on my wall, I don't know, that just came to mind. I would show him, you know, I'm not going to be like, Hey, can somebody escort us in here? Um, but like we didn't hang out in each other's rooms. Maybe there was a time we did like this painting thing at your house and like our friend Sydney was there too. I don't know if you remember this, but we were selling paintings for a mission trip that we were going on. Um, so we just so happened to do it in your room, but (laughs) yeah, she was with us and we weren't really like just hanging out. We were doing that, but yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, 18-year-old guy, you know what I'm saying? Any moment I could get. I was like, oh, my gosh. I got to kiss her. I got to kiss her. Um, Why do you say it like yeah, that? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we also didn't. This was almost at the end of our engagement. So, well, I would say the end right before we were getting engaged and then into being engaged. So Wait, we had pause. Dated. I do want to say our boundaries 
like as our relationship went on, we discovered new boundaries that we needed to set <laughs> because we would get, you know, into the thick of it and we'd be like, wait, this should probably be a boundary for us. So like, especially as we were engaged, our boundaries got so strict. I swear yeah, there was man. like so much we like decided we weren't going to do because we were like, we are so closed. We don't want to <laughs> mess this up. And so we had to be so like crazy with our boundaries, mm. at least crazy to the world. But yeah, definitely. Who cares? So one of the ones we really had to implement was uh, no making out. Mm. That was rough. That man. was rough. That was hard. That was rough. Yeah, that was a pretty big milestone. That's when we were like, okay, we really are going to get married. Like if we're not going to make out, we're going to get married. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There will be making out in our future. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, we didn't make out. We just felt like things got real spicy real quick with that one. Yes, they did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me look at more of these. People keep texting me in a group message. So I'm trying not to look at that. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Okay, this was another one that we added on when we were engaged, and that was we didn't hang out in the car alone at night. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen at night. Didn't your parents tell you that? Like parents so. in general say like bad <laughs> things happen past, what is it, midnight? <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, we uh, every time that Miley would leave, Miley, she would want me to walk her out, obviously, and uh, I would want to keys her. As I've established, that's how I say it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were just like, maybe, I mean, we probably shouldn't get in this car late at night together because that only goes one place. True. For us, it did, especially back then. Um, okay, this whole time, Paxton has this like, <laughs> this <laughs> awkward smile that he keeps doing to me. And I don't know if he's trying to communicate with me something uh, or if he's just like, oh, we're I'm talking not. about. Sexual attentions when we are dating on the internet. So that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's all on the line right now. It's what? All on the line. We like can't go back. I feel like we've been a little bit awkward in this episode. What? No, I feel like it's been good. Okay, good. You feel awkward. I feel great. Well, this just this is what I was gonna say earlier. This sort of thing is just so loaded. Like it is, it totally is. Like one thing that we've talked about could be a whole episode. Like, if listen, this is what I want to say. If y'all have any questions about this, or maybe you thought it was weird, something that we said, or you know, you wanted to expound upon it, you totally can. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's so much in this. You know what I mean? There's so much about what humans are. Because it's not just like a boundary to keep us away you know, from having sex, it's keeping us away from sin. And something that I like to always say is sin separates us from God. It always has, and it always will. And, um, you know, whatever this sounds like to anybody, I don't know, maybe it sounds foolish. I mean, I don't really care, but if it does, you know, this was our struggle and our temptation and our sin, you know, to deal with to stay away from, to flee from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to stay pure. And it's not just about not doing something. It was about like saving ourselves so in order to protect something, yeah. you know, we we're protecting each other. We we're protecting ourselves and we we're protecting our relationship with God, which we valued very highly before um, each other, before each other. Exactly. And we still value that now. You know what I mean? Like, there are repercussions to what you do, you know, Yeah. whether it's sexual sin or lying or stealing or cheating. And there are repercussions, of course, in your relationship with Jesus. But if you don't believe in Jesus and you do bad things, there's also repercussions in your heart and in your mind. You know, neuro, neurologically, if you continue to do something, make this certain choice, whether it's watch something, you know, We'll have an episode about porn way later on, but, you know, or close, I don't know, you're the manager, you have the schedule, but, you know, if there's, if there's something like watching porn, um, neurologically, your mind is able to go to a spot quicker of satisfaction, 
you know, it's, it's not delayed gratification. Like, Oh, I actually have to love a human. I have to actually be intimate to a human. And then you better preach. I can have sex. (laughs) It's like instant gratification. I can watch porn and be satisfied. Your brain makes a pathway to that. So the more you do it, the easier it is. And the worse you think about women, about sex, about these things, because that's how you're doing it. And so like when we're talking about sin, there has to be a lot of context when we talk about that. When we're talking about sin, which for us in that case, the thing we were most tempted with was, you know, sex, but before we were married, but there are plenty of other things that we struggle with that we had boundaries for. And there's plenty of things people have boundaries for. For instance, you go to the gym, you think you're pretty fit. You probably aren't going to go home and eat crap every single night, right? You're probably not Wait, going to. I don't know. Are you talking to me or are you talking to the general public? Well, I did say you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just talking about anybody. Like, yeah. like if you deem yourself like somebody that's fit, somebody that's healthy. Somebody that's you know witnessing the fitness. Witnessing the fitness. Like, you know that when you eat something that is crap, you're going to feel like crap. I don't care if you're in college or you're my buddy, Adam, who can eat Taco Bell 2 a.m. every night and say he doesn't feel bad at all. <laughs> but I know you're on the toilet the next day. Like, you know that when you eat something, it's going to hurt you. Okay. Taco Bell is never going to treat you right. If you have somebody in your life that is a Taco Bell, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. They are never going to treat you right. But it's the same thing for us. Like, we knew engaging in sexual sin was going to hurt us and hurt each other, like, and hurt our relationship with God. So we knew the outcome was going to be bad. So yeah. of course we're going to set boundaries. Of, sort, of course we're going to fight hard for not doing that certain thing. I don't care if you disagree with me. You've got something in your life where you need to set a boundary so that you cannot hurt yourself or others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, maybe you're somebody that says yes too much. You're hurting yourself. You're throwing yourself off the bus trying yeah, to work so hard for ragged. other people. You know, if you're a people pleaser, it seems good for most people. Oh, thank goodness they're a people pleaser, like they love me. No, that person is either struggling with self-worth or struggling thinking that everybody hates them. They need to please them. Like, you know, wow, that was really off topic. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I feel like it relates. You're talking about like there's repercussions and boundaries don't just relate to sexual temptation. Exactly. Um, you said something when you engage in this type of activity before you're married, you know, obviously it, it comes with deep pain or, um, especially if you don't stay with that person yes. and get married, uh, baggage even. And there's a reason it's that way. Um, because let me read you a scripture. Hey, come on. Um, but in first Corinthians, let's see, six, let me get my verse and everything right. Um, and six eighteen, and I'm just going to read just, this one verse, obviously there's a whole passage that goes along with it, but for time's sake, I'm going to just kind of pull out this verse. Um, but it says flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. And so it's interesting because it's Paul, right? And that is Paul speaking. Wait, verse, yeah. Christians, yeah. It's Paul. <laughs> Sorry. I had a check that with my pastor Paxton. Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle Paul is there. writing and he says, there's something different about sexual immorality. It's different from the other sins of being drunk, um, of stealing, of murder. It's different because it's against your own body. Yeah. And he's not talking about your muscles and your bones. He's talking about the very core of who you are, your spirit, your, um, like your integrity, like who you are. Yeah. Um, and so when you do that before the time is right, let's say you eat fruit before it's ripe, it's not going to be good. It's mm-hmm. going to be bitter. It's going to be sour. Mm-hmm. So when you do it before the time is right, there's pain, there's baggage, but on the flip side, you know, we talked about this in our purity culture episode that a lot of the times we talk about sex in a negative connotation. We don't talk about it yeah. from how good and how healthy and how amazing it can be in the right circumstance. On the flip side, when you experience sex in the realms that God created it for, like y'all sex is like sex is from God. He created it. And so it is like really awesome connection and intimacy in the right context. And that is a beautiful thing to share and to experience with your spouse. Yeah. 
So I wanted to. <laughs> so I wanted keep to stopping add that. so abruptly. So yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, the bigger conversation here is, you know, I think it even pertains to just what your goals are as a couple. It's like if you want to maybe your maybe your goals as a person is what I'm really trying to say. Like if you want to be the best you can be, then you're going to set parameters to uh be the best you can be, you know, whether it's eating healthy or not listen to a certain type of music. And it doesn't have to be one without curse words. It might be um, like heavy metal music. I don't listen to that much now because I would get angry, y'all. Seriously, sometimes I'll that be listening to it and be angry. <laughs> I will listen to it now every once in a while, though. It's like I'm running the long run. I will listen to it. But, you know, there's certain things like that. Like, who do you want to be? How do you want to be? Like, who do you want to be with? Uh, you'll have boundaries, you know, even if you don't really know that you have them, you totally will have them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing too with sexual sin. And I mean, I feel like we can even speak from experience is like, well, first of all, I mentioned that when we first started dating, you were like my real, whoa, my first like real boyfriend. Yeah. Um, I had dated prior to that, but I was just kind of dating around like just because everyone else was doing it. Um, yeah. and so I didn't, I wish I would have known that when we first started dating, we should have been on the same page with bound and setting boundaries. To begin with, I would always recommend dating someone that has similar values as you. Um, but even more so, I wish I would have known to set boundaries from the beginning because we didn't have any boundaries. So, like, obviously, things would go farther than what we probably would have wanted it to. Yeah. Um, and so, the thing about sexual sin is. In order to get that same, um, what is it, fulfillment, pleasure, euphoric experience that you did when you just tapped into it, you have to go deeper the next time mm-hmm. you're in that type of sin to get the same fulfillment. Sure. And so that's why we had boundaries. Because let's yeah. say we made out and it makes you feel a certain way. It makes you feel euphoric. Yeah, after a while, you're going to get tired of that. After a while, you get tired of it. And so then you go down to the next level, and then it just is a slippery slope, you know, until you're into the act of intercourse. And so that's another reason we had boundaries was because we we wanted to know where the cutoff was for us so we never slid down that slope. You know, some people that don't kiss before marriage. Yeah, and that's their their prerogative. (laughs) But you know what? It's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's them. I mean... Ours was not making out. I mean, to some people, that, that sounds crazy. crazy. Right. To me, somebody not kissing before marriage sounds pre- sounds pretty crazy, too. But it's not. But honestly, <laughs> what is that phrase? Love makes you do crazy things. Like, yeah. when you love someone, when you love the Lord, you do crazy yeah, things. Definitely. Or what things that look like there's it's crazy to other people. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So I feel like we had... <laughs> That was pretty deep, though, for a second. Oh, yeah. So our our practical boundaries, we didn't stay in a room alone together. Um, You know, let's go into this. Some of the boundaries that I have now as a man um, pertaining to our marriage, since we don't have any boundaries anymore with each other. Right. So we do still have... Well, there are... I think there was, what, two more other ones that I wrote down regarding to our dating and then if you want to relate it to marriage too go ahead and say those two um so we didn't make out we didn't go into each other's rooms alone we didn't hang out in the car um at At night night. at night i knew you were gonna say that um but we also (laughs) didn't share a blanket together oh yeah 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 Yeah. so you can see where that would go yeah i mean and again (laughs) it sounds crazy just saying it off you know but like for us it doesn't because people know where that's gonna go i just made a joke about it because i know that people are like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's the next one was awesome i don't that's all that i wrote down but i feel like two more okay okay oh you know i didn't realize that i had already said one yeah yeah well they were you know we probably had a few more like that but they were all pretty practical i mean to be honest with you yeah those are those are the most like oh we said something about these things you know but we had other ones of course and honestly i feel like there were even like seasons in our relationship where we had stricter boundaries than we did maybe at other times like maybe there was just like seasons where we felt more tempted you know maybe like our guards were down a little bit more maybe we weren't in the word as much so we would get easily tempted so we would say things like 
okay, for a little while, we're not going to be alone together. Like, yeah, sure. Because here's the thing, guys, you're not going to get handy or do anything if you're surrounded by people. Yeah. Especially if you're surrounded by family. Right. And so, you know, at times that was our boundary. We wouldn't go anywhere alone or we would go hang out like at coffee shops and public parks, things like that. Um, So we could still like kind of get away and have like, excuse me, and have like, you know, deep conversations or I don't know, one-on-one time, but we still knew there were people jogging by us, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You do. And we did that for periods of time. Not our whole relationship, though. And this, uh, the marriage boundary thing, maybe we could save that for a little later. Um, Because I really just want to talk about, um, you know, for those of you that, that, um, that don't understand exactly why you would wait. Um, I feel like you really do understand like deep down. I feel like those of you like me that, uh, participated in sex before marriage. Um, I feel like you do like reap, reap the benefits of that in a bad way, you know, especially if, if it was somebody that you're not with now, um, you know, you'll never forget your first kiss, right? I mean. Seventh grade Valentine's Day. Okay. I was like, why are you thinking so long? <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say the name. That you don't forget your first kiss. <laughs> you also wouldn't forget, you know, the other stuff you've done for the first your time too. First. You know what I mean? And that's something to think about. You know, do you, do you want to count your bodies up in high school, college, 20s? You know, people say, hey, why are you getting married so young? You can have fun. Well, what do you mean by have fun? You want me to count a a body list right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to keep making out with random people? You know, like, what's the point? That's a a whole other tangent. But, you know, do you want to count it up until you're 30 and then look back, you know, be intimate with your actual wife, your actual husband, and then, you know, think back to all of that? You know, that's not going to leave you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is redemption for sure. Um but I'm saying this for people that don't really understand, maybe. It's like, you will. Even if you're not religious or spiritual, like, yeah. you're going to reap what you did back then. Um, and You know, pretending to like your relationship now, it's going to affect it, you know? And I wanted to add, just because our experiences, I say I waited until marriage, Paxton didn't. So when we got married, like, and even leading up until marriage, on my end, there's some insecurity with that. Um, knowing I wasn't yeah. his first and that he had some baggage with him. And I mean, granted, like compared to, and I'm not comparing people, but in the world's eyes. Sure. It was one person. It was one person. So, um, but even still with just the one, like how it affected me. And like, I know yeah, just that I had done that Paxton, if he could go back and change things, knowing that he would have ended up with me in the way that it would have affected me and hurt me. I mean, not anymore, but especially when he first told me about it, um, we had those conversations. Like I know he would go back and he wouldn't do it again. Yeah. If he knew how it was going to affect his future wife. Definitely. No, you're totally right. And how it would affect me, dude, that it's so much, I can't even like put to words, but I mean, years into our marriage like that, you know, that soul tie, you know, that, um, Still, uh, still affected me for a long time. Uh, not that I was like, oh, I still love that person or something weird like that. But, you know, just what you expose yourself to, you know, like what I expose myself to at such a young age, uh, which is when most people struggle with that sort of thing. And hopefully anybody listening to this can kind of like get a hold of themselves. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, is it worth it to be having sex before marriage when you're not committed to anybody? So, you, like... Like you're trying to become one with like, someone. Like the practical thing, even beyond religion, this is what I keep hitting on because like you date somebody, you find the same values and you commit to each other. You know, you commit to the person that is going to change in looks, in um, maybe not certain like core values, but is going to change a lot in, you know, how they think how they treat people, whether it's good or bad. Like, and if they become, if y'all choose to have kids, you, you might to have kids. You know, be a mother, a father. Yeah. Like it, and sex is just another add on. Like it's a journey. It's never going to be perfect. And you know, you'll have good times, bad times when it pertains to that. 
But that's one of the things. You'll change. Your bodies will change. So if you're, you know, wasting all of your body, you know, going from person to person that you think is hot in the moment, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or for a few months, like when you finally get to your person, you're going to be let down later way on because that person's not going to look like that. You know what I mean? Like the person that you married is not, you know, whether you married the hottest girl in the world to you or the hottest man in the world, you could have married a model. They ain't going to look like that forever. You hey, know y'all saying? know that Paxton married a model though? I did though. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't aged today. No, I'm just kidding. I did want to add, like, it's so special too when you marry someone, like when you marry the person, not just the outer shell, the body. Um, yeah, and yeah, when you yeah. have that type of mindset that Paxton was talking about, yeah. like I can say from experience, my body has changed. So, I mean, we got married right out of high school, like <laughs> in the world's eyes, that was my prime. But like, honestly, and Paxton has made me feel so confident in this is that as my body has changed, especially now postpartum after having a baby, his love for my body has changed and it has grown and he has grown to grown, love yeah. me. Um, even more so. And he's always says he loves my mom bod. And like, that's just when you marry that type of person, when your um, relationship is built on that type of foundation, not just uh, what can I get out of it? What do they look like? Exactly. The material things. It's as that person change, as I change, as Paxton changes, our love for each other grows because yeah. that's who we fell in love with. That's who we married. Like if we were dating, and you know what? Some people make pretty strong commitments when they're dating. I'm not I'm not going to say that. But it's a different dynamic when you're dating. And by the way, if you're saying marriage is just a paper, then go sign it and then go through the process of divorce if you want to get You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more than just a paper. Because divorce, just even using that word, you know what I mean? Like, that's got serious baggage. So marriage is more than just a piece of paper, by the way. Um, now I forgot where I was going. But, hey, that was a good point, right? <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, dating. Like if me and you were dating, we had a kid together, you know, it's just a different thing. Like and your body changes. Like am I going to learn to love a different human body, you know, one that's gone through motherhood and all these things? Or am I just going to be like, you know, when we're dating, just be like, you know what? I'm on to the next. I'll just get a younger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. that's the like mindset that, is open when you have sex before marriage because you don't have that commitment. And I'm going to take it a step further because biblically what we believe, and you can believe whatever you want, but it's more than a commitment. It's a covenant. Um, And a covenant, if you know what that is biblically, it is something that bonds a human to human or a human to God um, in the strongest way possible. It's more than a commitment. Um, it's your life is dependent on it. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're committed to the core of yeah. who you are. You'll do everything. You know what I mean? To keep that. Um, everything in the way that, hey, I'm going to learn how to love you. Since you've changed four years in, I'm going to learn how to love you a different way. Whatever you feel your love language is right now or whatever you feel loved in the best way, I'm going to change. And I'm going to do that. I'm committed to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not committed to the feeling and the sex and the, all this stuff that comes with it because in a real relationship, you know, those TikToks when it's like, you know, you've matured in this area when like in a real relationship, like, you know, you've matured when you don't necessarily care about how they look. You don't necessarily care about, you know, how they're treating you in a moment because how many people have broken up because of how they treated them in one moment, you know? There was no commitment to back it up. Like, hey, I know this person is struggling, going through something. Let me learn to have grace in this moment because I'm committed to this person. Yeah. I've got a covenant with this person. And we're not talking about abuse. toxic behaviors. We're never going yeah. to say it like abuse. And I hope that everybody listening would understand that. No, I think you did a good job. I yeah. just wanted to go this way. No, yeah, further. that's totally fine. But I just want to reiterate pretty powerfully that obviously I would never condone abuse from male to woman or woman to male. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, everybody gets in their arguments. You might yell or raise your voice. Um, you might push a point that you think is actually wrong, but you want to hold your pride, you know, but Tyson people, looked me dead in the eyes when he said that. Oops. <laughs> some people would break up. Yeah. But we have more than, we have more than a dating relationship. We have more than a, I like you or I love you for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we have a covenant 
And if I don't feel like it, I'm still going to love you. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. when you've matured in understanding what relationships is are. Because you are going to love them no matter what. Which, hey, you say that in your vows. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like you realize that love is a choice. Like it's a verb. It's not a feeling. Because... You can definitely feel like you love someone, but you can also feel like you don't love someone. Exactly. And so in marriage, it's a, I choose to love you every day. There are moments where I feel very in love with you. And there are moments where I don't feel as head over heels as I did maybe when we were dating, but I still choose to love you. Yeah. And so it's a deeper level of commitment. And I, I mean, I remember the little flingy boyfriends I had before you, I, vividly remember I would get tired of them. Like they would annoy me and I would be done with them. Like it was almost like a disposable thing. It's pretty terrible, exactly. but like I, I didn't care. I was like, exactly. Sex before marriage. It's like disposable, especially disposable. when people start counting their bodies and it's like yeah. this thing that they have pride in. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I just picture like the typical, well, that sounds very gender specific, but anyways, I just picture the, I just picture people bragging to their friends about how many people they've slept with. And that's just sad. Damn, you got a lot of baggage. That's what I think. Damn, you got a lot of baggage on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I mean, again, like you, we're not condemning okay? anybody. Like it is not our place to judge. Yeah. We are just stating. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm responding like that to somebody that's bragging. If you are like, man, I've done this in my past and I feel so bad. Like, I, I wish that I could go back and change it. Like, I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm going to say, well, hey, here's the path to redemption. Yeah, you know, because there, there, there is, is somebody, redemption. There is somebody that will love you and forgive you for anything. You know, number one, that's Jesus. And number two, it's hopefully the spouse that you can find. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is redemption and forgiveness. And, uh, you know, you'll have some extra baggage to go through emotionally, mainly. Um, even a little bit spiritually, but you know, to people who are ready to be done with that or have already been done with it and are still struggling with that, like, Hey, we're not making fun of you. Um, if you bragged back then, then, you know, maybe, but not really, <laughs> oh my gosh. um, you know, like <clears throat> I would never say that somebody that's like, I, you know, admitting to me or like yeah, talking about their struggles. Bragging, like I, w- I would never yeah. do that. Um, I did sound like that for a second. I, I hope I, you know, I wasn't trying to sound like that. Well, I do also want to kind of give some encouragement to maybe a couple who, you know, they want to do this the right way. Maybe they even feel like they're dating the person that's their spouse. Maybe they're engaged, you know, um, but maybe they have crossed that line into sexual um, immorality. Um, I just want to encourage you that it's not too late to, yeah. from that point on, you know, save yourself. I have, I know friends. I have friends who would laugh at that statement because we've had those conversations and that's fine, but it's possible. I mean, like Paxton was able to do it and we didn't engage in that, but he did have that baggage and he did have to kind of reverse that mindset. And it's much harder. I will say it's much harder to do that whenever you've experienced it, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, and then also something that was really encouraging that was spoken to us when we got serious and when, you know, for me, it kind of sucked at first cause I had always envisioned my future husband, you know, we would both save each other, save ourselves for each other. Yeah. That's kind of what I grew up thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was encouraging to me was our mentors at the time told us like, we know this is your reality, but you still haven't experienced um, sex in the realms that God created it for. So if you feel like, man, I have nothing to look forward to on my wedding night, that's a lie. You do. Because you've never experienced it the way God intended for it to be, which is a completely different experience than what you've already experienced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I know we've kind of talked a little bit tongue-in-cheek about it, you know, Basically, we're we were comparing it to what the world would think and stuff like that. But, you know, it is a serious thing and it is something that really affects a lot of people. And, you know, if you are struggling with that, yeah, know that you do have something to look forward to and you have something to look forward to today, tonight, tomorrow. Um, and that is the love and forgiveness of Jesus. You know, uh, if anybody is struggling with that, I dare you to pray and talk to God 
and ask him for forgiveness and ask him to show you what, you know, you're living for, what you're waiting for in it, you know, not just about your life, but maybe your future spouse or whatever. Um, and there will be such peace that can come with that. You know what I mean? And you can also kind of take it as a way um, to get creative in the way that you show love to your partner. Oh, yeah. You know, we wanted to be really careful and we didn't want to just show lust to each other when we were dating. We wanted to show love, which had nothing to do with sex. And so we would get creative in showing ways that the other person wanted to be loved. And even if that person's love language is physical touch, there are ways you can show that person that you love them by not doing that, you know, maybe it's a back rub or, uh, you hold hands, you know, you just, you get creative because you love that person and they're worth it. And that helps so much in marriage too, because a lot of people don't understand that marriage, you know, you're not having sex all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like as great as it is, you're not doing that all the time. Yeah. You are holding hands or you are, um, loving each other in creative ways because hopefully you'll be together for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Um, and there obviously is a lot, that's a lot of time to get tired of some things and, you know, be creative in some ways to keep the spark alive. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. Let me look at my list. Make sure there's nothing. She always got to check the list, y'all. What am I? Type A? Is that because I'm going to have a type A person? (laughs) Type A wing two, three. Anything? I want to read two verses and then we can kind of close it off. Um, the first one is Romans 8, 1. Um, and that says there is therefore now no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ Jesus. I just, I really want to reiterate that one. Um, no condemnation. Um, and then I'm flipping over to Romans 12, 2. I actually have my Bible here out with me. You got a colorful Bible, girl. I'm a like a big like highlighter snob, pen snob. I love, I have like a journaling Bible. I like love to highlight Bible artist. my things. <laughs> um, okay, Romans 12, 2. And I'm reading from the ESV version. Um, but it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, and I want to point something out. You know, it says to be transformed. And the verb be is, what is it, a passive verb? Mm-hmm. And so this is something that we get to partner with God in. We can't and aren't expected to do it on our own. Um, especially if you've partaken in this and now you're trying to make the decision to abstain from it, um, to be transformed. And so I just want to encourage you to allow the Lord into that space and to partner with him and, um, let him transform you as well. Um, and ways that you can do that, you know, I've, I've always learned like, well, no, no, no. I recently learned that, we can't make ourselves grow. So this verse, we can't transform ourselves. It has to be something that's done to us. Yeah. And so that's where God comes in. He transforms us, not by anything that we do, um, but we can partner with him in the sense that we create these boundaries. We want to mm-hmm. do, you know, like it's not just good intentions. We're also going to put our faith into action. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that type of thing, creating boundaries, channeling your love, for one another in different yeah. ways, getting creative. So yeah. we just want to leave you guys on those two verses. And we hope that this is encouraging um, because I feel like for us, it would have helped a lot. And again, we were the, the first people out of our friend group to get married and to be serious in our relationship. Um, but I feel like it helps to see other Christians walk the path that you, maybe you want to walk on yeah, definitely. and do the thing that might look crazy to the world. Yeah. And so we just want to kind of share, like, you're not weird if you have boundaries. You're not crazy. You're not the only one who still um, wants to live like that. Like, we mm-hmm. were there. We remember how hard it was. We remember what it was like. Yeah. Um, and maybe just to kind of give hope, I guess, mm-hmm. 
and just to give encouragement to those people because I know I have a lot of friends who are in the engagement se- um, season yeah. and who want to save themselves, and it's especially hard yeah. when you're with your person. And I'll end on, if you don't quit, you win. Um, if you fall into temptation and sin or whatever it is, um, get up and try again, okay? Yeah. Um, if you don't quit, you win, literally. So that's always been my motto because I'm very, very imperfect with a lot of things in a lot of ways. Um, but thankful. I'm thankful for um, for God's redemption in my life. And uh, if I don't quit, I win. You know, I, yeah. I keep I keep getting up. I'm remorseful for sin. I'm asking God for forgiveness and I can keep pursuing being a better human. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and there's nothing special about us. You know, I think I mentioned this, but we messed up, too. We're not perfect, um, but and we need God's grace just as much as the next person. Yeah, definitely. So we're not trying to put ourselves on pedestals. That's crazy, but just to kind of give them encouragement. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of things we talked in this and talked about. So if you have any questions or anything like that, um, maybe we'll do an episode deeper dive on some of these things. Um, but our Instagrams are in the caption so you can find us there yeah. you can dm us you can dm miley you can dm me i don't care um if you're mad at us you can dm us there too <laughs> yeah if we triggered you let's talk about it um you know it's okay to be different and uh you know think differently but um we definitely appreciate everybody for listening rating and reviewing on apple podcast because that helps and um sharing us on your story because we want to see it, it makes Sharon us feel special your friends. and you're, yeah, you guys and are And it's awesome. just cool to see who's actually listening. You know, Definitely. we just see numbers. We don't get to see the people. Yeah, yeah. It makes so me feel like love... I'm talking to you, or yeah. not you, but the people that are reposting. Listen. Like, hey, I'm talking to them. Yeah, we would I'm love to, to connect week, with you, you know guys in that way. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Box is unplugged. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.